Well, welcome everyone. It's great to be sitting here again and talk about the years of faith as we go through this journey, a walk by faith. And we're talking about Hebrews 11 and many theologians and people call this the years of our faith as the author talks about them. And last week we talked about Abel and this week we'll be talking about a guy with the name of Enoch. And I've just had so much joy and gleaned so much wisdom as I was looking through the life of Enoch and what he stood for. And I can tell you, I am so blessed. I'm encouraged. My faith has been lifted and grown in, my, in every way just by looking at his life. And the Bible doesn't even talk much about him. You know, like, it's not even like he's got a, a massive role, but the legacy he's left to us is so amazing. Now, as we started in Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1, he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so this is what we're talking about, especially in these days where we're going through some real difficult times and real challenging times from every area and in every society. This is where our faith needs to rise up more. And this is where the church really needs to dig deeper into faith and understanding what it is to live a life of faith. And then the author continues. He says, like, now I've got these witnesses. And he says, I'm going to call a bunch of people to testify for you from the Old Testament. And he goes and he digs deep into Genesis and through the Bible, you know, like looking at these witnesses that lived by faith. And today we come back to the... To the second witness, so we call to the podium today Enoch to testify about how to live by faith. And we call this walking with God because we can only walk with God if you have faith in God. You can only walk with the one that you believe in. And so Hebrews 11 chapter 5 says this, it says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found. Because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that pleased God. It said before he was taken, he had a testimony that pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says, Without faith now, it's impossible to please God because when you come to God, you got to believe that God is God. <laughs> you got to believe not only is He God, but He is a rewarder of our faith. And so to understand a little bit more about the journey of Enoch, we got to go back to where he came from in Genesis chapter 5. So take a journey with me to Genesis chapter 5. Now, this is an interesting journey because why at the end of of, sorry, Genesis chapter 5 tells us that Adam and Eve had another son. And that son's name was Seth. And Eve was so happy because it was like Seth was replacing Abel. Remember last week we talked about Abel and Cain murdered Abel. And so they had another son that replaced Abel. And so, so this is what she says. In, she says, for God has appointed another seed in me instead of Abel whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enos. And it says then, at the birth of Enos, people began to call on the name of the Lord again. In other words, Abel called upon the name of God. Abel made sacrifice unto God. But when Enos came, people then came back to God. But then we now learn, we now learn that out of Enos, more children comes. And so... 
Enoch is the seventh generation from Adam. But when you, I'm not going to read them all. If you read from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 2021, 20, you find that all these men, it just says they lived and they died. They lived, he lived, and he died. So-and-so was born, he lived, and he died. So-and-so was born, he lived, and he died. So it's, so it's just like died, 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 died. <laughs> and it gives the ages as how long they lived. And then it came to Enoch. And it says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked walk with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God has taken him. So when it came to the other, other generations, it just go, they lived and they died. But then it came to Enoch. It says he lived 65 years. And then he had a son, Methuselah. And it says like, and then he began to walk with God. And he walked with God, and then he was not with God any longer. Sorry, he was not walking any longer. God took him. And so, what makes this man so special? And I've been reading Charles Spurgeon and a whole bunch of theologians of back in the day and who talk about Enoch, you know, to find it like, why did, why did they take him? Why did God take him? What made him so special? Because when you see, Enoch only started walking with God when he was 65 years old. That's when he started. He didn't walk with God from the beginning. And so there were 65 years of maybe not walking with God. But we learn from Enos, people began to call upon the name of the Lord, and we come down to Enoch, who will bring restoration and start walking with God, like his great, 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 great grandfather, Adam, who used to walk with God in the garden. And as I was looking, man, there's some crazy stuff and crazy um, things that people say about Enoch, you know, like and theories and things like that. So I wouldn't encourage you to go too deep into it. You might just get taken away to the byway <laughs> with all the stuff. But I was actually just this morning, I asked God again, why did you take Enoch? Why, why, what's so special about Enoch? Because why, he was just a normal man. He's not like Moses or Abraham or David or all these things. And we're going to learn a little bit more about actually how he lived. And it became very clear to me, seventh generation, seven the number of completion, seven the number of rest. You see, Enoch went into eternal rest. The Bible talks, the rest you and I will go. It's an eternal rest. That rest is heaven. And seven is the number of completion. And it's almost like God allowed Moses to write, they die, they die, they die, they die. And the seventh generation, he says, Therefore, death shall no longer reign. It's almost like a prophetic statement of Jesus coming. Death, where is your sting? And so at the seventh generation, God is making a statement that death will no longer reign. That we will turn into eternal rest with God one day as we walk with Him. Then we walk with Him into eternity. From this life to the next life. What an amazing thing to look forward to. But we got to walk with God on earth before we can walk with God in eternity. And so that is a little bit about the history of Enoch. And so Enoch was the seventh generation. Many died before him. Enoch's great, 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 great grandfather outlived Enoch by about 50 years, Seth. 
And so Seth would have seen Enoch walk. And of course, we know out of Enoch a few generations later, Noah rocks up. And guess what did Noah do? He walked with God. And so Enoch wasn't just walking for him, but they would have observed how he walked with God. And so again, what was special about Enoch? Enoch one day decided, I'm going to walk with God. He's the first person to decide since Adam, I'm going to walk with God. And in the seventh generation, the walk with God is restored. Intimacy with God. Deep relationships with God. Enoch pleased God. Enoch had faith in God. Now, in Enoch's day, it was very, very difficult to believe in a God that you don't see. It was an evil day. Let's read what the author Jude say about Enoch. In Jude um, 14 to 15, he says, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment in all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all the ungodly deeds which they have committed in, ungodly, in an ungodly way, and all of the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against. So Enoch prophesied about the flood, but guess what? He also prophesied about the coming of Jesus. He prophesied about the flood, but he also prophesied about the coming of Jesus with his 10,000. So he actually prophesied the days also, our days coming, when Jesus comes back with his tens of thousands of angels. So he's talking to us. So now we've got Enoch starting to speak to us. So Enoch was a prophet of his day. And for him to go out there and to preach to an ungodly people day in and day out about a God that's going to come. And they look in the skies like, where is this man coming with the tens and thousands of angels you're talking about? He had to add guts. You see, Enoch, just like Noah, we'll be talking about um, next week about what he lived through, lived through some difficult times. But Enoch was a trendsetter of his day. He set the trend. He didn't follow the trends, but he was one who went against the grain. And today, it is so difficult to go against the grain. Today, it's so difficult to be a trendsetter, but God is raising up men and women of faith that will not stand with the world, but will stand by God and His Word. And His Word to proclaim the goodness of God, to proclaim the salvation, to preach the gospel, to preach the gospel of the kingdom as well, to bring people into the kingdom. So let's look at how did Enoch walk with God? How did he walk? And how can we walk with God? Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says this, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? In other words, to walk with God, you got to agree with God. And to agree with God, is to agree with his word. And today, God's word is challenged in many, many different ways. You just have to go to your next door's neighbors and they challenge the word of the Lord. People want to walk with God, but they don't want to walk according to the word of God. <laughs> you you got to walk in agreement with God and in agreement with the word of the God, word of God. You see, God lays the path for us to walk in. And Enoch at some time in his life, before he turned 65, would have walked a certain way, would have walked a certain path. And at the age of 65, he turns around when that son was born and he says, I'm going to walk with God. Something changed with the birth of his son that made him change the way he's walking. 
And I believe that something is happening in our world today called the pandemic, COVID-19, that is challenging us. Are we going to change the way we walk? And are we going to walk the walk of God? Are we going to go deeper into God's word and say, God, I want to walk with you, but I want to walk in agreement with your word so your word can live in me and through me. I want to become obedient to your word. Many want to walk with God, but they want to do it their own way. You see, Enoch wasn't just somebody who went to church on a Sunday and a prayer meeting on a Monday and intercession on a Wednesday. He had a relationship with God. You see, we need to have relationship with God. Now, Ephesians chapter 4, Paul comes and he tells us about a little bit about how to walk. He says in chapter 4 verse 1 for Ephesians, he says, says, walk worthy of your calling. Enoch did that. He preached the word of God. He prophesied. He walked with God when no one else wanted to walk with God. He walked with this unseen God and he was known worthy for his calling. Worthy for our calling is like, let's live a life worthy of the word of God. Let's live a life worthy as a Christian. Do people even know that you are Christian at your workplace? Do they know that you are Christian at your school? Do they know that you are Christian by your neighbors? Do they know that you are Christian? Are we walking worthy of the calling? Are we fulfilling the word of God? He says in 5 verse 1, we got to walk in love. You see, to preach, to tell people that they're going to die, the destruction is going to come if they don't change their way, it is love. We got to love the world so much that we got to warn them that there's a judgment coming, that God is coming back, but their salvation is right here, that they don't have to go to hell. They don't have to go to destruction because we do it out of love. We want to make disciples because we want to walk in love. Walk in love. We got to love our neighbors so much that we want to tell them about Jesus. We got to love our family so much that we want to share the love of Jesus with them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So all who believe in him will be saved and not perish. And I want to say to you, God loves you. And he loves you so much. And he want to walk with you today. And he says, come and walk with me. Ephesians tells us to walk in wisdom. To walk in wisdom. That's why Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, He who grows with the wise will grow wise. The closer we walk with God, the more we grow in wisdom. But the companion of the fools will be destroyed. How is your walk with God today? Are you walking like Enoch? That he says, like, I'm going to walk with God. And I'm going to walk closer to God. And I'm going to walk towards God. And wherever he goes, I go. You see, walking with God is an everyday lifestyle. It's when I wake up in the morning and I call up unto my God. You see, walking with God is not by sight. Too many times we want to feel God and experience God. But Enoch didn't have that. He had an invisible God. He had to believe, even if I don't feel, even if I don't experience God is with me. So I'm going to walk in a straight line. I'm going to walk in the way that he's called me. And let me tell you, he walked for 300 years. That's a long time to walk with an invisible God. That's a long time to walk with a friend that you cannot see. That's a long time to walk with a friend that you cannot touch. With all the temptation around us that we can see, we can feel, and we can touch. I can feel this man. I can feel this woman. I'd rather walk with this one, even though it's not the right thing. I can feel this job, which is the wrong job for me. I'd rather walk in this job, but trusting God for the right job. Walking with God, having faith in God, to please God, 
is more than just feelings. It is believing, it is trusting when the storms come, when things go wrong, that God is with me. I will look at you, God. I will proclaim the name of Jesus even in difficult times. You see, Enoch was a normal man just like you and me. He was surrounded by sin. He was surrounded by temptation. He was surrounded by challenges. You see, Cain's sons were evil. They were known by men. Even Cain also had a son and he named him Enoch. And a city was built after them. They were known for cattlemen. They were known for musicians. They were known for people who worked with brass and, and, and metal. Also out of Cain's line, the second murder came. You know, Lamech, who murdered a young man. But Enoch, he was different. Seth's line was different. You see, Cain's generation, Cain's Enoch, was known by man. Seth's line of Enoch was known by God. The question is, who do you want to be known by? Do you want to be known by men? Or do you want to be known by God? To be known by God, the Bible says, the path is narrow. God's way to walk with God, we got to walk on a narrow path. Many will walk on the wide highway, but God is calling his church back. He's calling you and me back. And he says, will you walk on the narrow path with me? Will you walk together with me? Will you walk in agreement with me? Will you walk the way I want to walk? So Enoch walked with God and he pleased God. Now, we might think that maybe it was easier. No, Enoch had a family and he walked with God. He, had, he walked with God in the busy times. He walked with God in the quiet times. Enoch had to work and provide for his family. And he still walked with God. Walking with God is having intimacy with God. Is having relationship with God. You see, we are so eager to work for God. And we forget to walk with God. We're so eager to have the miracles and the signs of the wonders and the prophetics and the healings and all this other wonderful stuff which I love. But in times of my life, I've ran out and worked for God without walking with God. And I had to come back and repent and say, God, I don't want to be working for you anymore, but I want to be walking with you and your work flow through me out of my walk with you. See, a friend once asked the question, he said, do you want to be a mushroom or do you want to be an oak tree? Mushrooms appear in the morning and are gone by midday when the sun comes out. But oak trees... They go their deep root. They go deeper and deeper. And as they go deeper, the deeper they go, the higher they go up. The deeper they go down, the higher they go up. The deeper the roots go, the stronger the tree becomes. And oak trees live hundreds of years. It just stands there. It just keeps growing. It just keeps growing because of the depth of the roots. And I believe God is calling us into that depth. Enoch lived in evil days and he walked with God. You see, I grew up in Cape Town, in the Cape Flats, Aka known the ghettos. And we were surrounded by poverty. We were surrounded by gangsters. And from a child, you learn that you never go to the shop alone. Your parents, your families, they teach you, don't walk alone. Because if you walk alone, you could get robbed. You could get stabbed. You can get shot. Always walk with other people. 
Walk with, so we walk into groups to the shop for protection. We walk in groups to school for protection. We come back in groups from school just so we can have protection because if one walks alone, that person is more likely to get robbed or stabbed or something for 20 cents. But if we walk together, there's protection. And so when you go to Cape Town, you'll see people also just walking in the community. And they're not necessarily walking anyway. It's only when I married Tanya that I learned that people walk for exercise. But we just walk. And sometimes we walk around the block 20 times and we talk. And that's all we do. And so when someone asked me a few years ago how to reach the community in Cape Town, the only answer we had for them, go and walk. <laughs> go to the community and walk. That's what we do. Because it's in the walk that we get to know each other. It's in the walk that we, that we grow, grow together. It's in the walk where we talk. We, we, we walk and we talk. We walk and we sing. We walk and we laugh. And you see people just walking. They're not walking anywhere. They're just walking. <laughs> You know, because why you walk out and you start walking, people start joining you and we just walk from this end to that. And man, I've done a lot of walking in my life. I've walked far distances with my friend. But I remember found memories of us sharing with each other, building each other up, encouraging one another, but feeling safe, surrounded by others. You see, that's why elephants walk together. They don't walk alone. One elephant on its own. It's a dead elephant. For elephants, the strength is within the pack, in the herd. That's why they walk together. Because when they're together, they won't get attacked. But when they're alone, they get attacked. And God is saying to us, walk with me. And he walk with me. And he talk with me. And he tell me, I am his own. Remember the old song? He walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me, I am his own. And I believe God is reaching out to the world today. And he's saying, come and walk with me. The sin of Adam separated him from walking with God. And on the seventh generation, in the day, number of completion, in the number of rest, God comes back and he says, I want to walk with mankind again. And at that time, since Enoch, God never stopped Walking with us. As God walked with Enoch, he started walking with Noah. He started working with Abraham. He started walking with Moses. He started working with Joshua. He started working with Gideon. He started working with David. He started working with all the other prophets. And then God himself came into this earth and he chose 12 men. And he says, let us walk together. And he says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends because I've walked with you. I've lived among you. And then he says, now oh, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit. And now I will be with you forever. But if you let me, my spirit will walk with you. My spirit will live inside of you. My spirit will empower you. And the same power that I have lives within you. But all you got to do is walk with me. Irrespective of what happened. And I want to appeal to you today. Let's walk with Jesus. Let's walk in the Spirit. Let's walk with the Father and enjoy great fellowship with the Father. It is an amazing walk. It's a wonderful walk that God is calling us into. Enoch walked with God. You see, God tried to walk with Adam even after he sinned. He went looking for Adam, but Adam was hiding away. God tried to walk with, with Cain after he, he brought the wrong sacrifice and it was angry and God pursued him, but he walked away. 
And generation after generation after generation, they started walking away. And suddenly a man is born in the seventh generation, and at the age of 65 years old, he says, I'm going to walk with God. I'm going back to the garden. I'm going back to the original intention that God had for us, that God created mankind so he can walk with them. He wants to walk with us. And even if I'm speaking to someone right now who don't even know Jesus, you've never even accepted him, he wants to walk with you. Maybe you've walked away, he wants to walk with you. Maybe you've done a lot of work, it's time to walk with him. Maybe something has happened in your life, it's time to walk with him. Maybe COVID has hit the world and we look around and that change comes, that shift comes, and we start realizing it's no longer about a church, it's no longer about a building, it's no longer about our good works, but we can only please God by faith. We can only please God as we walk with him. And so Enoch make it in the book of heroes by doing what? Walking with God. Unusual hero. He is a hero because he made a decision. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to talk with him. And he calls me his own. And just like Enoch, one day we will walk into eternity. But that walk doesn't start in eternity. That walk starts today. That walk starts as we decide, God, irrespective of anything, irrespective of what you are doing in my life, I want to walk with you. Let us pray together today. Father, we thank you. We thank you even since the days of Eden that you started looking for us, that you have a desire to walk with us, Lord. And at times we've walked so far away from you, Lord, but I pray today, Father, for all of us here in this room, Lord Jesus, for all of us that's listening today, Lord, that as we turn to you, Lord, and we say, Lord, we want to walk with you, that you will walk with us, Father, because it is your desire to walk with us. We thank you that you send your Son, Lord, Jesus Christ, to come and walk on this earth, to walk with us and to show us what it is to walk with us with the Father. For it says, when you see me, you see the Father. And so, Lord, you became just like us, Lord, and you walk with us. And today you continue to walk with us through your Spirit, Lord. And we want to call deep onto that name, Lord, Jesus Christ. And we say, Lord, forgive us for times that we have not walked with you, Lord. But I pray today, Father, for a realignment of the body of Christ, of our own lives, Father, to come back just as Enoch realized that he cannot walk by himself, but he's got to walk with you. And so I pray today, Father, that the walk of God will be restored, Lord, and that you will come, Lord, and minister to your children, Lord. May your Holy Spirit move in each and every one of our hearts right now, through each and every one of our lives right now, and touch us in Jesus' name.